Welcome to a chef's table. I'm Chef Jim Coleman. Find out how a millionaire built a town out of chocolate. And just in time for Easter and Passover, discover the foods of biblical times. We'll take you to the land of olive oil and honey. I uh, extracted the 84 edible ingredients that are mentioned in the Old and New Testaments, and I thought, you know, it might be fun to make up some recipes. Later, a food writer recalls her childhood in Scotland. But first, Easter's coming. For me, it's not Easter without the hunt for colorful eggs. Sally, it's an activity that only happens once a year. But for writer Steve Rinella, forging for food has turned into a lifelong passion. His book, A Scavenger's Guide to Oat Cuisine, details a year-long adventure gathering the ultimate feast based on Escoffier's classification of recipes. If you've ever eaten peach milba or used some demi-gloss, then you know why Escoffier is considered to be the father of modern cuisine. I asked Steve how he got interested in cooking these recipes. You know, I've always kind of had this interest in, you know, aboriginal hunters, how they would use all parts of an animal. You know, you hear like how the Plains Indians would, you know, boil hooves to make glue, or they would drip gall onto a liver and eat the liver raw and use the brains to tan hides. That was always really interesting to me, but it was kind of like sort of a jump beyond what one needs to do in, you know, today's civilization. We don't tan our old leather. And so when I found this, a Scofier's cookbook, and, you know, his moniker was the King of Chefs and the Chef of Kings. He cooked for all this royalty of pre-World War I Europe. But anyway, he was using animals as thoroughly as what you think of when you think of, of like Aboriginal hunters, but he was using it for this super high art. And he's using bones, organs, he'd eat the brains, lungs. He's just doing all this stuff. And so sort of like there's like this jump between, you know, like what you think a caveman might do and then how you think that one might feed a king. So it's like this king to caveman you know, dichotomy, if that makes any sense, you know, and I was really fascinated by how he was able to almost like use these bygone skills to, to make, you know, some of the, one of the most highly acclaimed cuisines in, in world history and that of like French cuisine from the early 1900s. I still wouldn't know what to do with a spleen. I mean, do I bring it out? Do I poach it? Should I cure it a little bit? Should it, you know, rest for 24 hours before I do something with it? I don't even know if I know where, where the spleen is, to be honest with you. But, I mean, still, how do you know what to do with it after you found it, you know, in the carcass? That's a, See, finding the stuff in the carcass was a problem, too, because in his book, he's never telling you how to extract a bladder from, like, an elk or a wild boar. He doesn't say that. So in a lot of ways, to find this stuff, it's not only a lesson in, you know, reading his cookbook, but you also have to supplement it with all kinds of outside information. Like, you know, you have to look at anatomy books or... You know, I, I have a lot of ex personal experience butchering and processing animals, but I still have never pulled a bladder out. So I had I blew it a couple of times and nicked them before I was able to get one out right. And it's so it's like he just assumes you have a bladder in your hand, but I'm going out and getting one out in the woods or like I'm, you know, up in northern California hunting wild boars trying to get a bladder. So it was, you know, trial and error. Everything took me of all the dishes I produced. The, the, the roughly 45 courses I produced from all sorts of animals and all parts. It took me a lot of extra work, you know, just kind of hanging out on the internet. You know, it's like a full-time job between finding out what I wanted, finding out how to get it, how to extract it, how to treat it, you know, that a bladder needs to be soaked repeatedly in order to clean it and make it more elastic. You know, these are all things I had to just learn through reading. Now, when we talk about Escoffier, obviously the chef of Kings, he was preparing these elaborate mini-course huge banquets. And when did you decide to prepare this gigantic...